0: Well, welcome to this week's E-Witness here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. We are located in Palm Bay, Florida, and our pastor is Pastor David Myers. My name's Tim Ritchie. I'm the assistant pastor here at East Wind. And we just want you to know that if you live in the area and that you're looking for a good church, uh, we want to invite you to come to East Wind, be a part of the East Wind family. We'd love to have you. Well, I'm here tonight joined by a good friend of mine. Brother Chris Miller. Chris, it's good to have you with us tonight. Thanks. It's good to be here. So can you just tell us how long you've been coming to Eastwind? Oh, I'd say almost three years. Three years. Uh, Chris and I, we got acquainted through Eastwind, and um, right away we begin starting to have a Bible study. And the church here, uh, Eastwind, we are founded upon the Word of God. We believe strongly in the Word of God. We base everything that we do off of God's Word, the Bible. And we want you to know that the Bible can change your life. It's relative to you today, and I can remember how it speaks to you. I can remember when I was first starting out on my journey with the Lord and how that uh, the Word of God spoke to me even before I started coming to church. When I was in high school, I used to have long hair, and uh, every morning I'd go into my sister's room and I'd sit under her hair dryer, the old time that would come over your head. You remember those? No. <laughs> you don't remember those. <laughs> well, back then they had those old time hair dryers that came over your head. But anyway, as I sat there for those ten minutes to um, uh, dry my hair, uh, for the lack of nothing else to do, I reached over on my sister's uh, dresser and there was a Bible and i began reading the word of god every minute, every uh, morning for those 10 minutes or so that i was under the hairdryer and through the word of god i got convicted that i needed to be baptized and i didn't know how to be baptized or you know where to be baptized you know the church that we went to uh, once in a while they baptized infants when you were born and so my family told me i didn't need to be baptized i was baptized as an infant but even from way back then, some 40-some years ago, that God spoke to me through the Word. And ever since then, I realized the power that's in the Word of God, and that He'll speak to you. So if you're wanting to learn more about the Word of God, uh, we have experienced teachers. We can come to your house, teach you the Word of God, share the Word of God with you. and We can even do it on uh, FaceTime. If, uh, since we're living in these days here, you know, where we're supposed yep. to have the social distancing and everything, but we want to know that, we want you to know that the Word of God can change your life. It changed Amen. our lives and everyone else that we're acquainted with here in the church. There's power in the Word, and we just want you to uh, know that there's East Wind Cares. Amen? Amen. But you know, when you come to church, you uh, a lot of times you look around and you look at people and it seems like everybody in the church, like they're almost perfect. I can remember when I first started coming to church, I felt so um, convicted, you know, so unworthy. And and we are unworthy. I'm still unworthy of God's grace. But especially at that time, I looked around and felt like, man, everybody in here is just like perfect little angels, you know. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't take you long to figure out that that's not the case and that's not true. But, Still, you uh, look around at people and you think that their lives are all in order. You think that their lives are all straight. And uh, we don't know the testimonies of people, what they've gone through. And uh, Chris has such a powerful testimony. And that's why Pastor wanted us to interview Chris tonight, to, uh, to him to share his story with us. And Chris, can you just share your story with us? Yeah. right
1: now? So growing up. I I didn't have God in my life. I never was brought to church. Um, I didn't have people in my life that were teaching me about the Word of God or the Bible and Jesus. So, you know, I just grew up in life. And, you know, when I turned probably 17, 18, I started into drugs. Um, It got bad right away. I, I got involved in all sorts of any kind of drug basically there was out there, drinking and partying. You know, and it continued that way for 20-plus years. Uh, I've been in and out of prison five different times. Uh, I've uh, done eight different treatments. I've accumulated 20-plus felonies. Um, You know, I lived in a... a, You know, in the beginning, it it was fun. But once you start going to jail and prison and treatment, it becomes not fun and it turned into a habit. And, uh, you know, it got depressing. It got dark. I found myself hanging out with people that uh, I normally wouldn't hang out with, doing things I would not like to mention again. And, uh, you know, it, it was a real dark time for me. It was a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety a lot of just darkness a lot of i didn't really care about anything anyone let alone myself or god um, you know and uh, how how I the how i got saved started is I was on probation and i got arrested for drugs and um, I was already wanted by my probation officer i'd already failed a a UA, and um, the drugs that I had in my pocket was enough for a high high felony. So when I got arrested, I knew that I was going to probably be facing life based on my past. So I, I get booked in and go to jail, and they put me in an observation cell, and that's when I just began to I just break down, cry, and... Uh, you know, what's really funny is I, I was began to pray to something that I didn't even really believe in. Yeah. I didn't even know was, what it was, mm-hmm. but I knew that there was a God, mm-hmm. I just didn't know nothing about it. So I began to pray. And, um, you know, a lot of people in that situation would pray to get out of prison or out of jail, but that, I didn't pray for that. I prayed for the feelings that I felt about myself, about life, to be removed. Wow. And I was willing to go to prison. I I did the crimes. I'll do the time. But I did not want to feel the way I felt anymore. I was done feeling that way. Um, When I got arrested, I was high. And I remember pacing that jail cell back and forth, back and forth, praying out loud crying you know i i remember when i uh, was released my shirt was even ripped that they gave me back so i must have torn it and uh just it was a i was a prayer of complete desperation the white flag was up i was done i i, I was given up yeah and i don't know how long i prayed like that but i, I eventually just fell asleep in the observation cell
0: So you were given up in desperation. You didn't even know what you were praying to. No, (laughs) I just, I
1: just prayed
0: out loud. You know,
1: God, if you're real, do something. I can't have this feeling anymore. I don't. I can't go on anymore. Yeah. And um, you know, eventually I woke up, and I was in the um, the regular population. But when I woke up. Just immediately when I woke up I could feel the darkness lifted right off. I felt light, I felt joy, I felt happiness. It was the strangest feeling in the world because I've lived a certain way for so long. Mm -hmm. To feel that happiness was foreign to me. I remember getting up. And uh, getting out of the bed and in jail, the mirrors they have there are like real faded, like funny glass. You know, you can't really f- tell what you're doing. Yeah. So I was brushing my teeth, and you could I, I could just see a smile, which is odd because yeah, I'm sitting in prison, or jail at that time, probably facing life in prison, but yet had a smile because I felt Jesus. Yes. Um, I felt good. Yeah. To me, that was enough. That was the miracle I wanted. But to God, that was not enough. That was the beginning. And from that point on, um, I was still in jail. But uh, you felt that liberty. Oh, completely free. (laughs) Completely free. Peace. Totally at peace with what was going to
0: happen. So the bars, the literal bars, didn't mean that much. It was not at all. Once you got that joy inside of your heart. Yeah, it, it was, was amazing. amazing. It was simply amazing. It's awesome.
1: So the the um, my old counselor had called the jail to talk to me. And she was uh, talking to me about trying to get me out into a halfway house while I waited for jail, which is something that just doesn't happen, which was odd. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. It happens, it happens. And my probation officer calls. Now I remember, I was wanted at the time of this arrest. So I thought, oh, here we go. I'm going to get served more papers on top of more papers. Yeah. And so she's, I'm like, yeah, I'm in jail. She's like, yeah, I know, I called you. So she, uh, she's like, um, so what do you think? And I'm like, well, obviously. I need help, but I've already been to eight treatments. What's another one going to do? You know, and she's like, "Well, I'll tell you what. If you get into this, there was an inpatient treatment at the time that was supposed to be really good." She goes, "If you can get into that, I won't revoke your probation." She goes, "I can't do anything about your new charges, but I won't do anything about your old charges." Wow, that was miracle number one. Yeah, because I should have got my both charges. Yeah, so I call the treatment place. We do the interview over the phone in jail. He accepts me, but I can't get there for seven weeks. So I have to wait, there's not a bed open for seven weeks. So I'm like, okay, I guess wait in jail for seven weeks. That counselor that called me before that was trying to get me into the halfway house talked to my probation officer, and they ended up getting me out of jail and let me sit in the halfway house until I got to the treatment center. Wow, miracle number two, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Because I was let out of jail with no bond. And I haven't even went to court for my new charges yet. So I get out. I'm in the halfway house, and uh, I go to the first lawyer's meeting. And he's we're talking, and he's like, "Boy, you have a long record. You got a lot of drug charges." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know." And he goes, "Well, have you heard of drug court?" And I said, "Yeah." At that time, I thought it was if you've been, you know, got arrested once your first time you could go to drug court and get your record right clean and because they changed it to people that have multiple felonies now so you're a perfect candidate I'm like okay he goes do you know what it entails so I go to court every month for a year Yeah. after that year if I complete my charges are dropped wow. and I'm good to go so I'm like Amazing. so I fill out the application I'm in the halfway house I end up going to the treatment center. I get in there. I'm settled in. I go to court and they give me drug court. And I, I end up getting no jail time, no bond, no nothing except going to court every month. And you thought you were going to get life. Life in prison, what? which I should have gotten. Wow. God is great. It, it was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So, you know, and I granted that that's the time in my life where i am just walking around stunned because I can't believe what's happening, yeah, all these good things and I felt so good, and just life began to change day after day. I ended up uh, getting a job who I um through a company that I still work for today, yeah and um you know I started at the bottom and I worked my way up and um I found a church after I got out of the um, out of jail and went to the halfway house. They let me go to a church. Yeah. Now I don't know anything about God. I don't know nothing about Jesus, the Word of God, the Bible, nothing. Yeah. So I just pick a church that I hear all the other inmate people talking about. Let's go here. It's the music's great. <laughs> so I go there, and the music was good. Yeah. And the service was good. Now I'm a, you know a new believer. I don't know what's going on, and, um, you know, I, I continued at that church, and I felt good, and I was kind of learning about the Bible. Um, I was baptized there. <clears throat> Later on, I find out that I was baptized wrong. <laughs> so, um, but it was a good starting point for me to learn about God, and I, uh, you know, but it, as I grew, I outgrew what they had there. I, I, there was still something in me that there was a hunger. There, I wasn't being fed. Yeah. And um, you know, as as life went on, I I continued. I just I never found a different church. And um, you know, we ended up. Uh, my boss bought a business down here in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And I said absolutely. Yeah. And he knew of. This church. Okay. I don't know how he knew about it, but he knew about it, and he invited me here. Okay. And um, I had never been to a Pentecostal church at all. Yeah. That's so uh, when I got here. It was a bit strange. <laughs> to me? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I kept giving it a chance. There was even um, times where I didn't know if I was going to come back because I just felt kind of uncomfortable Yeah. because it was just unknown. Right, but I remember uh, Brother Herring, Josh Herring, came, and wh- I can't remember exactly what his what the sermon was about, but it got me to stay. Yeah, and um, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, months went by. We had Bible studies. We started going to Bible studies at my house, and uh, do you remember when we talked about being baptized? Yeah, yeah. and you asked me if I'd been baptized. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah," and you're like, "No, that's wrong." <laughs> so I remember I I, te- I texted to the old pastor, and I'm like, How? "Cause I couldn't remember if it was in Jesus' name or the titles." Right. So I asked him, and he's like, "Oh, are we baptize in the titles. There's nothing wrong with it, though." Mhm. I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And then, um, so I was like, "We we gotta get baptized," but you were gone. I remember we had a service about. I can't remember what the name of the service was, but. It was something about why wait. There you go. And um I was sitting in that right over there and I'm just like oh, maybe I should do it now. I should do it now no. <laughs> I should wait for Brother Richie. No, and I ended up I ended up leaving the service well at the end, leaving the, the grounds and mm-hmm. I got to the stop sign out front. There was no cars, but the officer was like, Stop. <laughs> I'm like, there's no car. Well, I might have to stop. And that's when it just, something was telling me to go back in. Wow. Go back in. Absolutely. So I walked back in and everyone was pretty much gone. The yeah. pastor was walking up the aisles. Yeah. And I said, I need to be baptized right now. He's like, right now? I said, right now? <laughs> and I told him the story how I left yeah. and got stopped and told him, that, you know, something told me to come back
0: in. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, let's do it. It's awesome. So I went and got baptized. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, when did you receive the Holy
1: Spirit? It was shortly after. Yeah. Um, I got baptized December 31st of 2017, okay. and I know it was
0: shortly after that, maybe a couple services. Yeah, but it was amazing. Yeah. So, where you should be sitting in a jail doing jail time, yeah, here you are, liberated, free, free. Got a good job. Just bought your own home. My first house, yes. Your first house. Yep. I can remember going over to Chris's and uh, he was showing me the house. And we sat down and he said, said, I just can't believe that here I am purchasing a home. After everything that I've been through and after all the things that he knew that he should have been going through, like jail time, uh, here he was sitting in his own home. And, you know, as um, I listened to his testimony, um, there's a lot of similarities uh, to how I came to the Lord. Um, I never spent any jail time, but I sure know the emptiness that he felt and the loneliness that he felt. And how that um, when I was in high school, you know, I was voted it was a large uh, class, like 750 kids, I think, in our graduating class. But you know how some people are voted, you know, most likely to succeed. Well, I was voted the best partier. (laughs) And uh, I just say that simply, too. I can remember to say this is that I can remember sitting, you know, in a party and just feeling empty. And I was supposed to be, you know, the life of the party. And here I was empty within. And, um, you know, I'd I'd said how that God had begin to speak to me through his word. So I knew I needed to be baptized, but I was still partying. And then uh, one night I had a dream and I dreamed that I had died and and gone to hell, I guess. I'm not sure about that. I just remember the emptiness that I felt. I felt disconnected from God. I woke up from that dream in a cold sweat. And I just began to ask God to forgive me of all my sins. And I didn't like Chris. I mean, I went to uh, church growing up, but, you know, we just went um, periodically. And um, it wasn't anything they, you know, they didn't baptize or encourage you to seek the Holy Spirit. It was just going to going through the motions. And um, but God had been dealing with me to uh, be baptized. And um, like I said, I didn't know um, I went off to a couple years of college. And um, through there, I went to the Methodist church. I went to the Baptist church. I went to uh, the Presbyterian churches. I tried out all the different churches. And, and I just never felt, you know, like I was um, in the right place. Yeah. And um, so later on, I came home from uh, school. And one day I ran across an old friend that had been uh, a partier with me. He partied with me. And, and he said, hey, I, I need to talk to you. And so we got together for lunch one time, and we began to discuss things. He began to tell me his experience with God, how he had gone to this Pentecostal church, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, and been baptized in Jesus' name. And it was like he was speaking a foreign language to me. (laughs) But one thing that I, when we got up and left, there was one thing that I knew. I wanted what he had. I saw the change in his life. I saw the... uh, happiness that was in his life and never been behind bars literal bars but i sure have been in darkness prison and loneliness prison and and uh, i thank god that i never forget those days because it always keeps me uh, alive and awake in my walk with the lord Amen? amen because i know that we are nothing without god's touch but you know god began to deal with me and and I was, uh, went to church with um, him uh, one Sunday. And I can remember walking across the parking lot. And it was like the hardest thing to do. I was fighting myself. I don't, you know, you don't want to go there. And what are you doing, you know? And um, all my friends were, you know, they knew I was going to go to church that day. And they were like, you know, what are you doing? Going to church, you know? It was just foreign. But I went there. And I can remember the power of God in that service. And um I so badly wanted to get my attention off what was going on, you know, because I felt God was dealing with it. so okay. I w- looked over here to my friend that brought me you know and and he was worshiping the Lord, and I looked over here to my left to another guy that I knew he was in the church there, and he began he was over here worshiping the lord i didn't have anywhere to turn anybody to talk to, so I just Focused into God and I just was kind of like what you, you know, I knew more a little bit probably about God and his existence and all of that, but it was like, God, I don't know what's going on here, but if you're real, you know, speak to me. And just like I said, uh, try to get through this without crying, but, you know, just like I said at the beginning, when God speaks to you through the word of God, that, uh, the preacher got up and he began to preach the word of God. And there was probably 500 people in that auditorium. They were having revival. And and I was there um, and I could have sworn that it was just me and him, yeah. the preacher and me in that service. He was preaching right to me, you know, because I always said with, you know, kind of thought within me, you know, when I get. Older, and I get married and settle down. I'm going to go to church, you know, I'm going to straighten out my life. And, and God was saying in that service, He says, This is the last chance that you're going to have. You've got to give your life to me. And when that preacher gave the altar call, uh, nobody had to ask me to go to the altar, uh, <laughs> nobody had to beg me. I ran to that altar, fell down. God filled me with the Holy Spirit that night, and I got baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And from that day forward, from that time forward, I never had a desire uh, for alcohol anymore. I was a teenage alcoholic, and I would get um, to the place where uh, I would black out every time that we went out. I would drink so much that uh, you know I'd always black out, never could remember. Had a bad car accident one time, and remember waking up in the hospital. And I knew I was driving and I knew there were other people in the car with me. And I, um, you know, woke up not knowing what happened to those other people. And that was such a strange feeling for me. And it was another time when I just began to start. God was dealing with me, checking my spirit. You know, he was just leading me and guiding me. And then finally that day that he filled me with the with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, but even after that and the miraculous things that God did in my life, I still had a, a big tie, you know, to the world. And they had a big pull on me, you know, all my friends. I had good friends. We were close. And, and they were like, oh, you know, you can still come out with us and everything. you can. And the temptation was there. And once again, God, through his word, spoke to me. And he gave me a scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, I still know it today, but I memorized it 40 some years ago. It said, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able, and will with the temptation provide a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. And so what that scripture is simply saying that everybody's tempted. We all fall into these temptations in life, but we serve a faithful God. Hallelujah. And his promise is that he will not suffer us to be tempted above that which we are able, but will with the temptation make a way of an escape. I memorized that scripture at the early age of 19, and I've held on to it all throughout my walk with the Lord. But I would pray that scripture back to God. And every time I would get tempted, every time I felt the pull of the world, you know, mm. I'd say, God, you said you're not going to tempt me yeah. above that which I'm able to bear. And you said you're going to make a way and escape. And I want to testify here today that God has made a way for me to live for him these 40 some years. And God's word once again spoke to me in such a powerful way. Oh, there's such power in the word of god amen Amen? Amen. As we're sharing our testimonies here tonight you know we there's two things really to a testimony and one is that to show the power of god that no matter what if you're facing jail time god can can do the miraculous and get you out of jail time or if you're just feeling empty within yourself god is able to turn that around and change your life and so there's power in God. He can deliver you no matter what you're going through. I want you to know we're serving a God, the Lord Jesus Christ, that can deliver you from anything. Amen. Amen. He's a powerful God. He's a loving God. The second thing that we're sharing our testimonies for is to let you to also realize of the mercies of God. God is so we are unworthy. And, and uh, I don't know about you, but I haven't lived a perfect life ever yeah. since I got... Saved, got the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and nobody has. We all make mistakes. We continue to make mistakes. And the Bible says, you know, if God would mark, keep track of our iniquities, he said, who would be able to stand? I think it's in Psalms 130, uh, verses 3 and 4 there. But it says, we serve a God that's a forgiving God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we're so thankful for the mercies of God in our lives because if He marked them, if He kept track of them, if He uh, kept them in a box, you know, none of us would be able to stand before the Lord. But that's where the grace and the mercy of God comes in to each and every one of our lives. And I want you to know tonight that if you've been listening to these testimonies and maybe you're feeling. Uh, like you can relate to that emptiness that we used to feel before we came to the Lord or you need God to move in your life in a special way, we want you to know here today that God is ready, He's able, and He is willing. Amen. And if you've never made a step towards the Lord, that first step, and Chris talked about it when he was in that prison cell when he just began to break down and cry and seek God, it's a form of repentance. And that's what I did after I had that dream and, and I just began to repent and ask God to forgive me of all my sins and, uh, from the time that I could remember till the time that I was at the age of 19. And I said at the end of that, I said, "And if there's anything I'm not remembering, Lord, please forgive me. And I felt that instant peace of God come upon us. There's such a power yes. in repentance. And repentance is more than just saying, you know, I'm sorry. It's a turning around. It's like you were done. You you wanted a different way of life, and and that's the place that we come to. We don't want we don't want that old way anymore. We want a new way. And and God, when we do that, that's true repentance. It's a turning around. It's going in a new direction. In Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight, it gives us what we call the plan of salvation. Peter preached to the to the Jews of that day it was after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ and they were all together and the Holy Ghost had been poured out and gathered a great crowd that was all around them and and the people there were wanting to know what you know what do we need to do and and Peter told them. he got up and he spoke to them he said repent And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are baptized in Jesus' name, the Bible says that all your sins are washed away. He puts them in a sea of forgetfulness. And he never remembers them any longer. I can remember a preacher. uh, He was uh, preaching one day and he was saying he kept going back to the Lord and... he kept saying, Lord, you know what I did way back then. And you know you know how I was way back then. It was like God spoke to him and says, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I've forgotten about your previous life. I've forgotten about your sins. Yes. And sometimes we still uh, remember those faults from yesterday. But when we get them under the blood, when we ask God to forgive us, when we are baptized in his name, hallelujah, the Bible says that our sins are washed away. Amen. Amen. He said, so repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, they all began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that's the initial sign of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of God's Spirit, speaking in tongues. It happened on the day of Pentecost, a Jewish feast day, and that's why we call ourselves Pentecostal because that's the experience that they experienced that first day there. And we go back to the Word of God, like we said at the beginning. And we want you to know that God loves you. God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Amen. The Bible tells us that God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. Amen. You remember that first time you got baptized in Jesus' name? how that peace just came over you, and then, and I'm glad you didn't wait for me. And that's not what it's about. And uh, it's whenever you're ready, Amen. You Amen. need to get baptized once you've repented and asked God to forgive you of your sins. But you remember that time when oh, you yes. were baptized, that and it
1: felt like a, a a weight has been lifted. I'd already felt free, yes. but there is was another freedom that yes. is just. It was amazing. I felt so clean. Yes. It was, I walked out of here with such a smile. Yes. There was no one here that, I didn't have any family, friends or anything. And I just, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't
0: matter. It only mattered to one other person. That was Jesus. Yeah. And it's such a powerful experience. And like I said, I wasn't raised in Pentecost. and But my family did go to church. And um, so when I came home on that first night, filled with the Holy Ghost. I told them all about it. I thought, man, it's it's like everybody needs to know about this. You know, once you receive it, it's like everybody needs to know. And so you go home and you tell your mom and dad and they're like they weren't happy about it. And I couldn't quite understand that. They weren't excited about it. And I said, you know, I got baptized and they were like, you've already been baptized. You don't need to get baptized again. And they got all worried and concerned. And my whole family, uh, they were concerned and they went to our old pastor and they said you know something we think he's in a cult something's wrong with him (laughs) and the pastor told him uh, he said he said you know he's just experiencing this spiritual high and after a while he'll come down and he'll, he'll everything will level out and he'll be all right well, I just want to be staying here, uh, stay here tonight and testify that I'm still on that spiritual high with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. It never leaves you. Hallelujah. It's the joy that just keeps on coming forth. It's like that well. Hallelujah. Of living water just keeps coming out Amen. of us. And so blessed. Hallelujah. To have a loving God that loves us. and He says, I'm with. He told his disciples, I'm with you now, but I'm going to be with you. Amen. Amen. And Amen. that's his presence with us. And we become the sons. And we become the daughters of God. We're the children of God. And then we are the manifestation of God to this world. The world to see Jesus in us. Amen. Amen. And God bless you tonight. Amen. Like I said, I don't know what you're feeling tonight, but we want you to know that God loves you. And God's got a place for you in his kingdom. Contact us here at East Wind. We want to help you in your journey for the Lord. Amen. God bless you tonight. In Jesus' name. You can visit us at www.eastwind.church, and our phone number is 321 723 2030. God bless.